the rugby, the footy, the horses, the golf, the ga. Students, whatever you're a fan of, fuel your passion for sport with a little help from Vodafone X. Switch today and never miss a moment with Sky Sports Mobile TV and 20 gigs of 4G data for just 20 euro top-up, plus 100 minutes of calls and unlimited tax. Now that's more fuel for more fun. Search Vodafone X now. For full terms, conditions and limitations, including our fair usage policy, see Vodafone.ie. Get ready, get ready! This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And welcome to the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones. Uh, a week ago last Thursday, I pulled an all-nighter and didn't get to bed until 10 a.m. Friday. So 3 o'clock in the afternoon, this is Central Time, I wake up, my brother's standing over, and he's like, I'm sorry. And I said, what do you mean I'm sorry? They traded Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby. And, you know, that's a shocking thing after pulling all nighter to wake up to. But the more I processed it, I wasn't mad. And, I, you know, I didn't really think that it was tanking, um, considering that, you know, they got Jordan Matthews, who right now is week to week, uh, and uh, EJ Graham. But, I don't know, it was a little hard to process at first, but I'm not unopposed to the trade that was, you know, that happened last Friday. Darby, you know, I, I guess they traded Darby to get someone to replace Sammy. And honestly, I didn't think the Bills were going to re-sign Sammy. Uh, he hadn't been worth his weight since he hadn't stayed healthy. So I'm not fearing the Reaper at this point. What was your reaction last Friday there, Alex? Uh, it was shock at first. But then as I looked at the trade more and I sort of thought about it, looked at the stats of the two players, what we got in return, um... I was actually really okay with it, to be honest, uh, because I saw it for what it was. Yes, it's a bit of a rebuilding year, but I think that what they're saying is basically we're, we're willing to ride with however this season goes. If this season starts out well and we get hot, we go like four and two through the first six games, you know, we're looking at a winning season. We have the parts to schematically fit into this defense and offense. And we're looking to run kind of what, basically what the 2015 Carolina Panthers did. Um, They're also sort of doing like, listen, if we um, start doing poorly, we can have a quick fire sale and sell off our players that are sort of have bloated contracts or, you know, maybe on their way out to other teams, build up more draft capital. Um, and really do a full rebuild. So next year's free agency, next year's draft, we can do a full, complete rebuild. So if we get a lot of cap numbers off our thing, if we get a lot of players out, we can go into the next season saying, hey, listen, you know what? We can hit free agency hard, go after some good young talent, get some guys through there. We have a ton of draft picks. We can go through there. Sort of like what the Boston Celtics did in all honesty, um, and you know what? I think that's the I think that's the best sport kind of thing to akin it to is what the Celtics have done with their amassing of picks and with their free agency moves. Um, you know, to be honest, it's about building up draft capital. And yes, dr- prospects are always suspect, but I think it's the smartest move for the Bills moving forward in both categories because you can't 
always be pushing to win now if you're not haven't built up a large amount of young talent. Yeah, I, I agree with just about everything you have to said. I don't know. Call me a cockeyed optimist, but I'm not. I'm not giving up on 2017 just yet. Um, you know, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, Sammy's healthy right now, but the dude's going to get hurt at some point here. And as much as I like Ronald Darby, I, I think this this team is deeper at defensive back than we think. Probably, I'd say, seven-win season max right now. But, I mean, it's too early to just go ahead and throw away the season right now. Um, the thing that hurts them more than anything, not so much this trade, but it's a combination of the trade and the fact that they don't have an easy schedule this year. Um, so if you were to take maybe a step back this year, with what they have stockpiled and what they could probably do free agency wise without having to pay, you know, lucrative contract to someone like a Sammy Watkins. Um, long term, I, I really think this is the right deal. And it, it hurts when you've, you know, had a drought as long as the Bills have had one. They haven't made the playoffs since I was a sophomore in high school. And uh, it's it stings. But you know what? How much sweeter would it be if not only do we make the playoffs? But, you know, we do more than just make them. You know, we, we, you know, maybe go a round or two. So, you know, long-term-wise, I'm okay with this deal. Yeah, and to be honest, I think it's one of those things. I think it's one of those things where um, you're building for now and for the future. Jordan Matthews is a pretty darn good receiver um, who's never really fully utilized because of the tight ends in – uh, Philadelphia and EJ Gaines is a guy coming off Liz Frank surgery so he never really that's that's one of those surgeries that it really seems like it takes two years to get fully back uh, back around so um, in all honesty I think it's a smart move um, by both the Bills I, I think it was a smart that Darby trade was brilliant like to be honest the Darby trade was fantastic um, I think we fleeced to be honest, fleeced Philadelphia um, because I think that Darby is going to be a good fit for them, but I don't think he's anywhere close to near a combination of Matthews and a third-round pick. Um, so I, I think it's sort of – I think it's going to be telling. If we start to do poorly, then we give the option of doing a fire sale, trade everybody off, start Peterman, see how, you know, sort of evaluate him for the future, but then also you know, sort of checking out and saying, hey, listen, we'd like to – you know." Maybe we could do this as well. So I, I think it gives us ultimate flexibility going into this next season. You know, and it's funny, too. I mean, if you asked anyone last year, probably no one would have guessed that uh, Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins would be playing on the same team. But if you had, they'd probably say they'd play on the Bills. No one would have guessed that they'd be both playing in L.A. together. So an in interesting reunion and that factor I like Darby um, enough, but, you know, he was a second-round pick. I, I I have no problem with what they got. Like you said, Jordan Matthews is, I think, a pretty good receiver. He's put up really good numbers uh, his three years in the league, uh, the young man out of Vanderbilt. So, uh, no, I, you know, it's almost been a week since this trade happened, and I'm completely fine with it. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think that this is 
I also think this could set up future moves. Like if there's a player, let's say we have a there's another team that um, you know comes on rough, rough times. This gives us some flexibility to trade for players. Uh, it shows Brandon Bean likes guys, and if he's willing to go get a guy he you know who he likes, then he's willing to pay the price for him. So I think that it's totally. I, I think it'll be totally interesting to see what our moves are in the future. You know what what other moves Bean makes. Um, I think we're definitely going to be in the market for some guys who may be on the edge of getting cut. Um, so you know it'll be it'll definitely be interesting to see going forward. And unfortunately, I, I don't know if uh, Darby is playing tomorrow in the preseason game versus Philadelphia. Um, obviously. Jordan Matthews won't be playing, but uh, I had fun. I was listening to the John Murphy show quite a bit today, and Ruben Brown was on, and he was saying, you know, how excited he was when, you know, he got picked up in free agency uh, by the Bears after Buffalo let him go and going against his old team and the, the fun in that. I mean, it's preseason, so it's it's a little bit different, but uh, no, Philadelphia and Los Angeles not on the schedule for this season, uh, but and and that I think that helped sweet, sweeten it to me too. If they played either of these guys this year, I think that would have stung a little bit more. But the fact that we don't at least this season, uh, that helps soften the blow. Yeah, it did. Um, and you know, to be honest, I think that not playing them is probably the best thing for us, just because it, it would have been if you know if Sammy had gone off against Doris, or if Darby had had a pick or two. People would have been all oh, up in arms about, oh, why didn't we keep them? We always let these. And like to be honest, Sammy probably, Sammy probably was gone. That's just the truth. Of it. Sammy was probably gone. Um, after next year, Sammy was probably gone. And the rumors coming out that Darby didn't buy into the system. So you know, it's really one of those things where, like, I think it's you know, you get a guy who may have. You know, not want to be either not want to be in the system or just didn't feel like he fit the system correctly. Yep, I would tend to agree with that here. DeAndre Moore, Anquan Bolden, and Mr. Matthews, that doesn't sound like a bad receiving core on paper. No, it doesn't. Yeah, nope. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think this team is going to be more ground-oriented than vertically-oriented this year that I don't think that they need to stress uh, that so much. And I think that we will see more utilization out of the tight ends this year. Um, Charles Clay, if he can stay healthy, of course. But I think Nick O'Leary is going to actually play a big role this year. And I actually, I think Nick O'Leary is going to be my sleeper for this Bills roster going into the 2017 season. Uh, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how we use our tight ends um, versus if we start seeing maybe Jordan Matthews work a little bit in there. Um, you know, maybe work a little bit on the inside, work a little bit uh, as a slot, almost like an uh, uh, almost like a joker tight end. Definitely it will be uh, interesting to see. Uh no, uh, Mike Gillisley. Uh, he got taken away by the Cheatriots. So I, I'm going to say um, Jonathan Williams, from everything I've heard and read, that he's actually had a pretty good camp here, that I expect him to really fill that void uh, left with uh, Gillisley uh, going to New England. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think um, uh, with Tolbert as well being in the mix, 
that he could also take some of those carries of Jonathan Williams. Oh, I was at the game on Thursday. Williams looked pretty good. Tolbert looked really good. Um, and, you know, it, it really seemed like those guys were chugging along there. Another guy who's been chugging along, I think, quite efficiently here is Nate Peterman. It hasn't been all praise or what have you. But overall, I think uh, TJ Yates has really just been that bad that I I seriously think this guy is going to be the number two quarterback going into the season. Yeah, Yates did look a little shaky in that game. Um, To be honest, I think it was just sort of one of those things to do with, uh, you know, maybe either being a little bit behind or just, just having a little bit of ring rust on him, sort of. Um, but I, I just can't shake the feeling that Yates isn't going to, you know, I mean, I feel like Yates is going to be a strong competitor for the backup, but I think he's going to be the wily veteran, a guy who may not, you know, we'll, we'll see this game if he can get back into it. If, if he looks terrible this game, then I would, I might think the Bills will look into a backup quarterback sort of in the, you know, that secondary free agency right after the season. Um, but to be honest, I, it'll be interesting to see um, what parts are used and who we go, who we target to get some of those things. And one thing I think that a lot of people are sleeping on is they're talking about this offense, this offense here. I think this defense is going to be night and day compared to what we saw out of this team last year. Um, that I, I, I'm actually pretty darn excited just about the deal alone, knowing that, you know, going back to the 4-3 and we think about how much success this team had under Jim Schwartz, that I'm, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I honestly think that the defense is going to tear it up this year. I think they could be maybe one of the best defensive units in football. Um, so I, I think that they'll be a big difference maker when it comes to maybe our offense being a little bit weaker, but the defense being still pretty strong. And we talked about the secondary. Um, they played the draft wisely by one trading down, and two, they got a proven starter in Tredavious White. I think he's going to fill the void nicely. I mean, you can't call him, you know, the new Stephon Gilmore or Ronald Darby, for that matter. He's going to be Tredavious White, but I think he's going to be excellent this year, that I have very high expectations for him. Yeah, he has looked, honestly, fantastic throughout camp. He, he looked like a guy who was in his third or fourth year. Um, I think just mentally he gets it. Uh, in all honesty, that's I think that's the big thing. He mentally gets what he needs to do and do all this. Um, and to be honest, uh, I think he could be a huge difference maker this year. I think he could be one of the things that puts, puts us over the top uh, when it comes to defensive-wise, making plays in the ball, and sort of shutting down his area of the field. And then, like I said, uh, safety-wise, I really, really like the acquisition of Mecca Hyde coming in uh, at safety this year. That I think that helps uh, bolster the uh, secondary as well. Um, interesting, I saw this yesterday. Preseason tomorrow versus Philly. Um, they have several former Buffalo Bills on there. Of course, we all remember Leotis McKelvin, a first-round pick in 2017. Uh, Ronald Darby, the newest mention there, Corey Graham. 
sign there. Uh, Jason Peters. And am I forgetting anyone else here, Alex? Uh, just actually, uh, interestingly enough, Leotis McKelvin was cut, I think, a few weeks ago. Was, and okay. he is hmm. currently on a visit to the Los Angeles Rams. Huh. Another Bill head of the Rams. Go figure. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look forward to tomorrow night's game versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's go ahead and we'll take a quick break on the other side. We'll discuss the matchup with the Eagles. Uh, that and more coming up. We always appreciate your thoughts here. Tweet me at Bill's Bruiser. Tweet him at Alex at uh, Sane Alex Jones. Taking a break here. This is the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast with Brad the Bruiser Icor and Alex Jones. And we got a And welcome back to the Buffalo Down Draft House Podcast. Brad the Bruiser Icorn and Alex Jones, happy to be joining you here as we uh, continue to move on in this offseason. Uh, Sands, Sammy Watkins, Sands, Ronald Darby, with the addition of EJ Graham and uh, Jordan Matthews. So we move on. Tomorrow, the Buffalo Bills will head to the city of brotherly love to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, that game coming up at 6 o'clock and uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Central from the link. And um, I don't know, what are, what are the, some of the things that you're looking forward to seeing in this game here, Alex? Um, you know, the big thing I'm going to be looking forward to in this game is uh, to get to see some depth players. That's definitely the thing I'm looking at, um, specifically at quarterback and at tight end. Um, you know, the, the battle between for number two tight end between Nick O'Leary and Logan Thomas is interesting because they're sort of opposites of each other. Logan Thomas is a really athletic pass catcher who has some upside blocking but is a convert from a quarterback, uh, whereas Nick O'Leary really is the old-school block-heavy uh, you know, five-yard out catch, you know, sort of uh, tight end. So it's, it's a really interesting dynamic to watch when they're both on the field. Um, so that's a fun battle to watch. Also, wide receiver, it's going to be interesting to see who they play at first wide receiver and also uh, who's holding which positions on the uh, in the wide receiving core. Uh, my third thing we're going to watch is the safety depth. Uh, who will be taking those second-team safety spots? Um, Brandon Sylvie and 
can't remember the other one who played the second team last game. Um, Bakari Rambo's substituting in there. Um, we got a few guys who are substituting in and out, so it'll be interesting to see who takes over that role. And my final thing is if this uh, defensive line with Shaq Lawson, Eddie Yarborough, Yarbo, um, Jerry Hughes, Kyle Williams, and Marcel Darius can continue their dominance preseason. So far, they, they've been pretty dominant on the defensive line. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see some of the depth, as always, in this game here. Um, and, you know, I, I've talked about it during camp this year that uh, one of the battles that I'm actually looking forward to seeing here is kicker, because what I've been told is actually Hauschka isn't going to get all the kicking tomorrow night. They're actually going to um, change it up just a little bit here and let the uh, undrafted uh, free agent uh, uh Go ahead and get some kicks here in uh, Austin, Reco. So uh, I, I like that. I like to see what he's going to do, plays kicking tomorrow. Because I know he's hit some 50-yarders. Granted, it's training camp. But, uh, you know, the, the guy can kick. Yeah, he, he's got a very good leg. Um, To be honest, he also is, uh, you know, sort of a dark horse to bring it to be bring home the, uh, the starting job. So it'll be a lot of fun to see. Um who takes home that job um, and what what the duties may be headed into the season because Rakeout's technically listed as a punter, I believe. Um, but if he can do kickoff specialist and punt, he may be able to edge out Colton Schmidt for a job. And you know what? I, I, I think we've seen a slump in Colton Schmidt, at least the performance on the field the last couple of years. Um, you know, just thinking about some of those muff snaps that he's had. Um, but I feel like he isn't getting the distance on his ball that he has that I wouldn't mind if someone came in and beat him out. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, so far this offseason, he hasn't looked bad. Um, he, he was putting him inside the 10 pretty regularly camp. So I think, you know, to be honest, it's one of those things where, you know, he may just take a minute to get warmed up. Last year was a down year for him, but... Um, I think, you know, it just may be one of those things where uh, this camp, he could have, a, you know, he could have, it, it'll be a lot of fun to see, to see who that depth is going to be, because both guys have been punting pretty well throughout camp and in the preseason game. Um, and so uh, I'll definitely be interested to see who comes out on top. Yes, sir. I know uh, Sean McDermott actually got into the team just a little bit. Uh, at the end of practice on or during practice on Monday, took everyone to uh, you know the 50 yard line, home, made him take a knee, and wanted more out of practice. And uh, uh, just hearing interviews with McDermott, sounds like the team bounced back. And I like that he's trying to drive this intensity out of this team. That you know, another typical under the radar Bills coaching hire. But more and more, the more I read, the more I hear this guy talk, the more and more I like everything that he's saying. Yeah, you know, McDermott is a very much sort of a the fine line between Marone and um, Rex. He's about being with the guys. He's not an orth- authoritarian, um, you know, dictator. This is my rule, my law. This is it. This is the only way you guys are going to play. You know, he, he's not like that at all. However, he, he keeps it light, he keeps it loose, but he also 
keeps it, you know, he has some rapport with the guys where, yeah, if you guys step out of line, I- I'm going to I'm gonna come down on you. But if you keep it together and you keep it, you do your job, we can have fun while doing this. Exactly. Holding guys accountable. Um, I know there was, I've read some things about, you know, penalties and stuff. It's preseason. There's guys here that making, you know, trying to make this roster. We saw the problems that this Bills team had under Rex Ryan with penalties here. Do you think there should be any cause for concern at this point, Alex? I honestly don't. Um, To be honest, during the preseason, the refs call it so much tighter than they do during the year. That's just the that's just the truth. They call the game tighter because they're looking, they're warming up themselves. It's their first game they've called in quite a while. So I I don't think that it's, it's a fair assessment to judge the penalties that are being called now. Are some of them egregious? Yes, but a lot of them are sort of tight plays where it's just a guy really just playing for his job. He is trying his hardest to feed his family. And if if you're in that kind of situation, you're going to go as close to the razor's edge as possible. And sometimes guys step over that line. But to be honest, in preseason, it's literally guys fighting to put food on their family's table. So when you see that, you've got to expect that. You've got to expect penalties because guys are going to be doing every little dirty trick they know to make that roster, to make themselves look better, to make a play, to make something that'll stick in their head. Because for a guy who's on that bottom third of the roster, one small player, one small thing that proves to a head coach, hey, you know what? That guy made that player. That guy did this. That makes them stick in their mind, can feed their family that year. So you just sort of have to expect it because guys are going all out for their jobs. Tomorrow night, 7 Eastern, 6 Central from the link in Philadelphia. Buffalo takes on the Eagles in week two of the preseason. Both teams coming into this game at 0-1. Buffalo dropping a close game to the Minnesota Vikings last week, which, you know, it's preseason. You know, there's no sense in crying over a preseason loss here. It, it means absolutely nothing. You know, the Dallas Cowboys went 0-4 in preseason, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And the Detroit Lions went 4-0 in preseason and ended up going 0-16. So I, I don't get myself worked up over preseason at all. Uh, Eagles coming off a loss to the Packers last week. But it is a good chance to showcase some of the guys trying to make this roster here and just looking at some of the depth of the 2017 Buffalo Bills. Uh, and I think it's going to be uh, the big the big thing to watch in this game, too, is it, it'll be interesting to see if Darby plays how he plays. Um, because he's going to be back in Schwartz's system, which he played, uh, I think, was that his rookie year? Or was no, he wasn't season? a part of Schwartz. Schwartz was drafted under Rex Ryan. So then, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, because, you know, in that man system that Schwartz does run, he should fit very well. Um, but it'll be interesting to see just because he's not as physical as Gilmore, who had success there because of the physicality he had. Um, so I, I definitely think it'll, Dennison's offense versus this man's scheme will be a lot of fun to watch. I will tend to agree with that here. We'll have to take a look here. Like we said, uh, you know, not so much man, but more of a, a zone scheme we're going to see out of uh, Leslie Frazier's defense this year. Uh, final thoughts going into uh, week two of preseason here, Alex? 
expect more moves out of the Buffalo Bills, whether it be adding additional talent or trading away people. Expect something, something else in the weeks coming. Some guys that have uh, lost ties with the Bills are uh, still in the free agency block. Could we see a guy like an Aaron Williams come back to Buffalo? Um, to be honest, I, I don't think so. Uh, Aaron's neck issue is what's scaring everybody away. And unless he has something... And I, I love Aaron Williams. I love him as a player. I love his story. Absolutely. It, it just, it, it's just... That neck issue is scares a lot of teams away. And at this point, I, I don't know if there's going to be a team who's willing to bite because of those injury issues. All right, well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the BuffaloDown.com podcast. Uh, follow us both on Twitter. Uh, tweet me at Bills Bruiser. Tweet him at Sane Alex Jones. Uh, you can also tweet the site here at Buffalo Down. Follow us on Facebook. Dot com slash Buffalo Down. We all work here at buffalodown.com. For Alex Jones, I'm Brad the Bruiser Icorn. Go Bills. This has been the buffalodown.com podcast, part of the Fan Sided Sports Network, an R Street Media production.